Chains by Lori Halsey Anderson, Chapter 23, Primary Evidence at the Top. Quote, I also have been whipped many a time on my naked skin, and sometimes till the blood has run down over my waistband. But the greatest grief I had then had was to see them whip my mother and to hear her on her knees begging for mercy. Unquote. That was primary evidence stated by Reverend David George on his childhood as a slave. Chapter 23, Monday, July 15th, 1776. A man pulled me by my rope outside to the courtyard. After two days in the dungeon, the noonday sun scalded my eyes. I stumbled but did not fall. The man led me to the stocks, then untied my hands and pointed. I laid my head and hands in the crescents carved into the wood. He lowered the top board, pinning me in place, and secured the two pieces together with a large padlock. A reserve filled with hot coals set on the ground a few links in front of me. A second man stuck two branding irons into the metal basket to heat them up. My knees turned to the water. I sagged against the wood. Stand up, girl, or you'll choke yourself, growled the man locked into the stocks to my left. I couldn't turn my head enough to see him, but his voice was rough and scarred. Whatever you do, don't scream, he continued. That's what they want to hear. I did not answer him, but forced my knees to hold me up. The wood locked around my neck was rough and splintering. My hands were soon without sensation, my neck and arms pricked a hundredfold by pitchforks. Two men were housed in the iron cage next to City Hall. One lay on the ground, asleep or dead. The second, his skin burned by the sun and peeling and missing his left ear, stared back at me blankly. A court official, his coat covered with yellow dust, arrived with a man who wore a leather apron. He set to work pumping a hand bellows to increase the heat under the branding irons. The bellows wheezed in and out while the sun rose higher in the sky. It had rained in the night. The mud puddles scattered around the yard gave off steam like cauldrons coming to boil. Sweat rolled off my face and fell in great drops to the dirt below. The wind shifted and blew the smoke from the brazier into, into our faces. I held my breath. In betwixt me and the brazier, dandelions grew in the mud. The man in the dusty coat pulled one of the branding irons out of the fire. He brought it close to his face and spit on it. The iron sizzled. My companion coughed and cursed the court officials and the judge who had sentenced him. A crowd had gathered a few links on the other side of the brazier, mostly soldiers and tradesmen, with a few women, one carrying a babe in her arms. I thought I saw a boy in a red hat, but when I blinked, he was gone. Men at the front of the crowd called us names and jeered. The sunburned man in the cage yelled back, and soon the courtyard was filled with shouts and filthy language, the kinds of words my mother never wanted me to say or hear. I fought against tears and lost. They fell to the dust in big drops, too. If I cried a river, maybe I could swim away or slip under the water to freedom. The man in the dusty coat said something to the man in the leather apron. I could not hear him because of the noise of the crowd and the crackling coals and the beat of my heart in my ears. The men walked toward me. The dandelions 
were ye lemon yellow with bright green leaves and thick stalks pointing at the sky. At home in Rhode Island, the corn was tall as Ruth now. The spring lambs would be too heavy to pick up. The new goat, he'd be running headfirst into every fence post. This was a good day to bleach the wool. The man with the leather apron pinned my head against the wood. He stank of charcoal. I tried to pull away, but my hands and head were locked fast. The splinters chewed on me. Dandelions grew in the mud. The glowing iron streaked in front of my face like a comet. The crowd roared. The man pushed the hot metal against my cheek. It hissed and bubbled. Smoke curled under my nose. They cooked me. The man stepped back and pulled the iron away. The fire in my face burned on and on, deep through my flesh, searing my soul. Stars exploded out of the top of my head, and all of my words and all of my rememberies followed them up to the sun, burning to ash that floated back and settled in the mud. A few people at the edge of the crowd had fallen silent. They walked away with their heads down. My mama and papa appeared from the shadows. They flew to me and wrapped their arms around me and cooled my face with their ghost tears. Night crept into my soul. Ooh, that painful chapter has ended.